Welcome to the Skirla's Wild Alaska podcast. Join Thomas Greenman and Jesse Dyson from Skirla's Point of Sale Solutions for Alaskan stories, legends, and humor from the 49th state. Watch your step, though. You might learn a thing or two about point of sale, payment processing, and the hospitality and retail industries. All right, so this is the first episode of the Skirla's Wild Alaska podcast. Everybody out there seems to have a podcast, so we decided we were going to do one. But we work in a really kind of boring industry for most people to listen to. Um, yeah, point of sale, payment processing, credit cards. Already, I can tell that you're just like, delete, 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 stop. <laughs> you don't want to listen. So instead of having a podcast that's something about boring like that, <clears throat> that a lot of people don't want to listen to, we figured that we would talk about where we live and what we do outside of work, which is Alaska. And, you know, people have a lot of questions about Alaska. Alaska is really popular tourism wise. So we figured we would do that and then maybe put like a little quick 15, 30 second commercial in the middle of the podcast to maybe educate you a little bit, kind of, kind of talk a little business and then jump right back into it. So that's kind of the format that we're going to deal with. Um, so we're going to do some quick introductions for us, uh, for you. Uh, so my name is Thomas Greenman. I am the president of Skirless Point of Sale Solutions. I've been with the company like 15 years and um, I moved from Florida, Alabama area. So I'm a Southerner by heart. And um, so, yeah, I moved up here and, um, Kind of my Alaska story was my dad worked in Alaska when I was in high school, tried to get me to come up. <clears throat> of course, I didn't want to do that because I was in love and I was going to stay in Florida and go to college and do all that type of stuff. Well, let's just say that that one didn't pan out. <laughs> so when I got married to my current wife and hopefully the last wife, um, before we decided to have kids and set up roots, we decided we'd want to go to Alaska to have our adventure. So 15 some odd years later, we're still here. We're still loving the Alaskan life. Um, we still miss home. We still go back home uh, at least once a year. But Alaska is definitely where where we want to be. And um, that's about it for me. So my co-host and uh, business partner, um, vice president and um, chief uh, Wrangler here at Skirla's, the the Honorable Jesse Dyson. Yeah, my name is Jesse Dyson. I come from the better part of Alabama, the <laughs> north part of Alabama, <laughs> that is fairly was lacking with no jobs <laughs> if you've ever been to Alabama. So that's why I moved up here in 94. And also I had some relatives that, if you remember Spinard Pawn Shop, used to be on Spinard in the 90s, 2000s. That was relatives of ours. So I started out there for about three months, 94, 1994, and three months later, joined Skirlos and been here ever since. Almost 30 years on here. And you still go back to the South on a regular basis. Yeah, I go visit. Not as much as I used to. When you have kids, you have to take them back. It's a requirement when you move that far away from your mother that you have to take kids back. So we, we had to have kids back there. So uh, going to summertime, but who wants to leave here in the summer? I've decided over the years I don't want to go out in the summer anymore because that's the only time that you get out there and you know, have fun in Alaska. You get there in the winter, but you freeze. That's exactly true. I, I think, you know, it took me a long time to be a really good Alaskan. Um, I was doing things all kinds of wrong. You know, I didn't go home to visit uh, for several years. And when I did, it was during the summertime, which was pretty idiotic. Um, so nowadays, I, I definitely follow that that better 
aspect of it. You know, I fly, <clears throat> I go home during the, uh, you know, wintertime where it's cold, stay here during the summertime because, yeah, I mean, you don't want to just live in Alaska for the snow. You want to, the summertime is amazing. Um, but yeah, flying with kids, it's like, okay, you're going to fly all the way across the country. That's going to be expensive, not just for you, but for your wife. Oh, and then you got to take your kids too. It's like, <laughs> oh man. Um, oh, the good old taking little kids on the plane. We always enjoyed the fun where ear infections of one time, the short story well, the pilot lowered the plane 3,000 feet because my daughter was crying so much <laughs> from the air pressure. He actually he dropped the flight pattern. So. I'll tell you what. Now now that I've been on a few flights here recently where there were kids crying, either they don't do that or your daughter was really crying a whole hell of a lot. Because <laughs> like I've got kids crying all over me. It seems like that's just my curse whenever I fly. It's like... It's all, and it's our own red eye too. Um, you know, I've got kids, they've cried before, but it's like, oh man, like I get saddled with, with some of the worst ones, but at least I'm not doing horrible things. I'm like, Hey, if I was their parent, I, I would, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely sympathize with them, but I'm not going to do crazy stuff in, in the plane. Like some of these people do I just crazy. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll skip the plane talk. We'll, we'll talk plainly here. <laughs> so um, so now that we've kind of introduced ourselves and you kind of know a little bit about, about us, um, probably the biggest questions we get asked is about our state. And some of them are pretty interesting. Um, you know, before I moved up here, people asked me, well, how are you going to live? You know, what, what's going to happen? There was this misconception that everything that you saw on, quote, reality TV was how Alaska was. And maybe some of that is true. A small, very small percentage of that is true. Uh, but most of it's just kind of myth. There, so, there are two shows in my book that Alaska State Troopers. Yes, that's the one. the early days of Deadly Sketch, if you want to go to the true Alaskan stuff. Yeah. The, the two the two shows that people told me all the time was like, I've seen Deadliest Catch and I've seen Ice Road Truckers. And and that's, that's all of Alaska. You don't want to go there. <laughs> it's like... No, they have high, we have high speed internet, which by the way, we have 5G internet in town here in Anchorage. So, I mean, our internet is actually faster than where I lived at in Alabama. It's, it's way better. Um, we've got an IMAX theater, we've got Target's Walmart. Um, <laughs> is that really my justification of civilization? Target and Walmart? Um, you know, we've got grocery stores left and right, you know, big grocery stores, multiple movie theaters. We've got Krispy Kreme. You know, that's kind of like a cornerstone of, of civilization. Um, we don't have a Chick-fil-A, unfortunately. Um, but no, we, we get a lot of the the same bigger stuff. And, and if any franchise owner for Chick-fil-A out there listening right now, trust me, you would make money. Yeah. Contact us. We can help. We'll put in plenty of sweat equity, whatever it takes. Um, you want to do business here. Um <laughs> You know, everything is not here, um, but, you know, we've over in the past since I've been here, we've I've seen a lot of things show up and and come into play. So, um, yeah, Anchorage is is pretty happening place, um, maybe a little demographics. So most of the the majority of the population in the state concentrated in one area is in the Anchorage Bowl area. <clears throat> but a lot of the population um, for the state, I think we're. 700 ish thousand 
something, 720,000, yeah, so. something like that. It, it kind of fluxes. Some some years we we decrease in population. Some sometimes we increase. But um, you know, for a state that's bigger than Texas, take that Texas. <laughs> um, is really as big as the Western continental United States. Um, we've got a small population, so we've got plenty of room. Just don't move next to me. <laughs> My neighbors are close enough. <laughs> I've never met them, but no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's plenty of land here for everybody, which is kind of weird. We'll save that for a different show. We'll talk about that. But um, here, here are some of the questions we get asked on, on a regular basis. Um, is there snow all year round? Well, some places in the state, yes. <laughs> um, Anchorage, no, we have not had it, even though we've seen it in the mountains this month, which has been a sucky spring. So I'm going to say it right now, get out there. But no, we do not have snow. And it gets up in Fairbanks in the interior. We'll get to 80, 90 degrees easily in the interior. So. Yeah, hotter than us, which is pretty, I can't even imagine how hot that must be because, you know, we have sunlight that is, um, <laughs> hold on we'll come back to that that's that's question number three but yeah we don't have snow all over the state all year round but usually if you're in a plane you'll see snow in the mountains just about everywhere even during the middle of the year um so next question <laughs> this one's idiotic do we live in igloos <laughs> well no <laughs> Some of us might, but I, I've never built one yet, and I've been up here twenty nine years. So, I, I think I've I've wanted to, and I've gotten out and I'm, like you know the uh, the little sand molds for making brick bricks at the yeah. beach. Mm-hmm. Like we've gotten one of those at Fred Meyer. Snow Fred, molds. yeah, Fred Meyer's our local. It's a Kroger based grocery store, and I've made that out of ice, and I've made a couple of bricks, and then after. My hands have gotten completely numb. I was like, yeah, no, the kids can, yeah, the kids can do this themselves. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. Um, I know that's not the way you're supposed to do it, but um, some people do live in igloos. I, I would I would venture to say what I know about rural Alaska is nobody lives in an igloo year round. No, if you're out hunting, if you're out in the doing, you know, some fishing or something, you could build an igloo out there. Yeah, there's videos out there, YouTube, you know, they show people building it. But a lot of the times you have ice pack snow that makes the snow hard and easier to build. Yeah. But, you know, most of the, the, the villages, rural Alaska, where you might see igloos or whatever, you know, they're not that level. You know, they've got houses. They've got electricity. <clears throat> now, they're all on poles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the tundra. But, yeah. So, I mean, your you're, igloos are, are probably not a common thing, you know, um, not unless you're driving North to the park and you see that huge oh. <laughs> fake igloo that's sitting on the side of the road that never turned into anything, but it's there. I think they opened it for a little bit when they first built it. Maybe. Um, you'll have to look it up like Fairbanks igloo. No, Cantwell. 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 Cantwell igloo. Igloo. Yeah. <clears throat> so the, the third question here is, uh, is it dark all the time? Is it true? You've got no sunlight at all during the winter. I would say it's almost a yes. <laughs> it, it really, you have about four hours of sunrise, but if you look on the horizon, the sun comes up about half an inch above the horizon, goes across and comes down. 
about two inches away. <laughs> so you have darkness in, in in winter. You don't you don't really have light. <laughs> but uh, and uh, on the plus side, the, the the on the summertime we do have. You could read a book at two in the morning easily. You go outside read a book. Sun's down, but it's it's daylight because the sun's coming right back up. So. I love telling people that I could go mow my grass at two in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, and the joke is, I'm like, my neighbors won't like that, but I could do it. <laughs> yeah, I've been yelled at for doing something like that once, building something out in the yard late at night. So, yeah, I would say, on like, on average, during like peak summer, like you're not gonna see, you're not gonna see the sun go down. You know, you'll you'll be a bit, you'll be in bed, you'll be asleep. Um, if you're out camping. It kind of gets dim ish, depending on where you're at. Like if you're like in the way of mountains or whatever. Yeah, you read a book. I really, I've, I've woken up two in the morning and and it's like daylight out there. And the worst thing for camping is the stupid birds. The birds will be up there <laughs> two, three in the morning, just chirping right above your tent, and you're going, "Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why?" Yeah, um, wintertime. It, it definitely seems like um, kind of like the peak winter aspect of it, like. You come to work, it's dark. <laughs> and sometime before lunch, if the weather is okay, like it'll start getting light and then you'll have that for a few hours and then it'll be dark. So you get up in the dark and you go home in the dark. And if you stay in the office all day, yeah, some, you some get, like you get six months of that. Yeah. <clears throat> it is pretty nice in, in the wintertime whenever you're towards spring if you can call it spring i don't call it spring but i guess if you want to say spring um you get those extended hours of sunlight and you've got snow on the ground and it looks pretty cool which in uh, retrospect in march you're gaining at the end of february march you're gaining five minutes a day so you get five minutes of daylight a day which turns out to be almost an hour a week yeah i've got this i've got an apple watch and it has the uh, sunset sun time whatever and it's like 75% of the time is is sunlight. At, oh, no, no. It updated. <laughs> now it's more like 85% of the time. Um, it's it's completely sun sunshine. Um, so next question. Do you see bears and moose all the time? You do see moose. Bears, not as much. Thomas, for some reason, sees more bears than I do. They like him. I don't know why, where he lives at. He always has bears, but. We've never had a. We have one bear in our our, our neighborhood, but uh, Thomas have had <laughs> plenty on his. Well, I, I have moved around a, a bit um, since I've been to Anchorage, so um, yeah. There's there's been sometimes where um, I try <laughs> I tried to um, I tried to go out and, and use my smoker. I was smoking. It wasn't even fish. It was beef brisket or something. I don't know. And there's a mother bear and like four of her cubs sitting on my porch. <laughs> I'm like, I need to get to my food, get off my porch. Um, so I've seen a lot of bears. I've, I've had a lot of moose um, at my old house. I would have moose out there all the time. Um, but I, I would say on average, though, here in Anchorage, um, you'll see moose in traffic. And, and here's how you can tell if there's a moose in traffic. Look for people's phones. If you see the phone being held up and out the window of the car, there's probably a moose somewhere. You know, it could be a bear, but um, you don't see that many bears on on average, I think. And I, I think the stats are there's like 350 <laughs> moose living in the Anchorage Bowl. So, you know, if you come up, I'll take you where you can see them because I know where to find them. Yeah. Kincaid yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're out there. But that's also where there are some bears, yeah. too. 
Um, so are prices really that high here? That it, it's higher. It, it is higher, but I, you know, for Cokes or something like that, yes, it's extremely higher. <laughs> but but I've seen some things going back visiting the South. I'm going, that's about close to what our price is. So it, it depends what the product is, I think. It, it's true. And, and I think it also depends on like where, what, what where, it is, where you are, where it is. And, and also the time of like during pa- the pandemic, like everything was price weird like you there was no rhyme or reason to it but when i went to um chicago i was like wow these prices are cheap <laughs> i was like oh i could i could order double of what i would normally order for the prices but then comparatively speaking you go into the the airport or like you get a t-shirt and it's like there's a cubs t-shirt i'm gonna get it for conan it's like holy crap this thing's 40 bucks <laughs> i was like wow <laughs> um but yeah, um, prices here, yeah, it's 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 a little bit higher. But in the villages, people say milk eight dollars a gallon. Yeah, that's that's out in the villages. I mean, you got in the villages, you do have stuff that are priced a lot higher because of the yeah the shipping out there, the flying. There's a whole different demographic of getting food out that way. There's yeah. no roads. <laughs> yeah, no roads. You can't take a truck out there or semi. I mean, it's got to come in on a plane, um, or if it's by the water, you, they might be lucky and get a barge. Um, yeah, found the river. Yep. Yeah. Bars go there. Yeah. Um, can you actually see Russia from here? <laughs> um, there was a, a lady. I, I don't remember her name. Um, I'm not sure what we, her we name. Don't, we don't say her name here in Alaska anymore. We, I yeah, don't we think don't, <laughs> we don't really talk that much about her. But um, yeah, she said that she could see her house from from where she was. So just FYI. So we're in Anchorage. She lived lives presumably in um, uh, Wasilla, which is just north of here. When I say just north, like 40, as, 47 miles. Yeah. As a crow, as like a crow could fly there probably within 30 minutes. I mean, it's, it's not hard to get to. I can tell you this. If she saw Russia from her house, she was like on the best drugs, the best hallucinating drugs ever. Cause there's no way I'm like with a telescope or, you like you just can't. It's not. There is one island that you can see Russia from, but it's <laughs> out there in the middle of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. So yeah, I mean, a few places, but uh, in general, yeah, you're you're not going to see Russia at all. Um, <laughs> do you really use dog sleds? <laughs> I've been on one. <laughs> Um, I tell you, if you're on a dog sled, just I'm going to tell you about it right now. The smell, by the way, if you're doing that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's one thing you smell because you're low. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm going to say, this is a good podcast. We can't corrupt it. <laughs> um, the only time I've ever seen dog sleds are uh, during the Iditarod. Um, you know, most Alaskans, if they listen to this, because I'm sure there's probably some Alaskan on here that is taking notes and is like. Wait a minute. These guys aren't what, what? No, that's incorrect. You know, somebody's probably going to going to you know, lambast me for saying something, but I the idea rod to me is like I can see where some people get into it. I'm just not a big sports guy. I mean, I'm like I'm seeing dogs in a dog sled and and going around in the snow on the streets and stuff like that. And I'm like okay. I saw it once. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I don't, I don't need to see it again. Um, but it, it is kind of cool 
to think like, okay, you could train your dogs to do that. I'm like, I couldn't train my dog to actually use the bathroom outside. I'm like, so for you to train these dogs to work together as a group and, and go through the city streets. I'm like, that's amazing. Well, you did have a, you did have a pug. So right. Pugs. You don't train pugs. But I think some places out in some of the villages, they still, well, I don't know. I mean, is that true? I mean, have you seen a dog sled out in any of the villages? Yeah, I've seen them like flying into villages underneath us. I've seen them going from village to village. But before. is that more yeah. for racing or is that like they're actually There's some travel? It. But now, now you got snow machines. I said every village I've been to, snow machines, uh, the on a sled being pulled by a slow machine, four wheelers. Boats. You yeah. have been pulled on. <laughs> yes, by. in a sled. Yeah, in, <laughs> yeah. A, in a sled. You sit in the back, and they just pull you on with all the luggage and other people. So it's like a sort of uh, convertible bus without the wheels. There you go. Um, so the next question: Is it really just small towns in wilderness? Um, that one's yes. almost kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of Anchorage. Fairbanks. Um, Fairbanks is spread out. Too. Fairbanks is just like not as densely populated as Anchorage. It's people there, but it's like, yeah, Anchorage is Anchorage is pretty big. Um, I, would you consider anything in the southeast to be really big, like Juneau, Ketchikan, Sitka? I mean, they all seem pretty small to me. Yeah, because there's all the mountains right behind them. <laughs> can't, can't build a lot on those, but yeah, they're they're a good size, but just uh, it's it's packed in one area usually. So I would I would say if this was a MythBusters type of question, I would say plausible. Yeah, very plausible. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a good one. Is Alaska an island located next to Hawaii? <laughs> Yeah, if, I mean, luckily we're on the map there, at least. You know, most of the time we're not on the map. If you watch, watch National Weather and go click on a map, oh, we're not there. So if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the tendency for some people to look at a map of the continental United States and they see Hawaii and Alaska off towards the bottom left. Bottom and it left. looks really small. And so I, I guess, you know, in the realm of people that are flat earthers that believe the earth is flat and some other things, they're like, oh, Alaska's <laughs> really close to Hawaii. I was like, I guess that explains the the lack of snow in in Alaska, right? <laughs> I don't know. But um but yeah, it's we are not even close. Fun fact though, you can get direct flights from Alaska to Hawaii. So before when I said like being a real Alaskan, doing Alaskan things, that's what you do. You, Five and a half hours. You fly from Alaska to Hawaii, you'll see Alaskans in Hawaii. That's what you'll see. And you um, go there, you'll see other people you know yes. <laughs> from Alaska and Hawaii. Yes. So it just maybe a, a way of, of kind of putting that in perspective. So for us to fly from Anchorage to Seattle, which is our closest point in the continental United States, or if you hear us say lower 48 Lower 48 being the continental United States. So from Anchorage to Seattle, generally three hours, three, three, three hours, three hours maybe three and a half, depending on weather. The wind, headwind. Um, so, yeah. So just for us to get to the, the continental United States, three hours at least, uh, maybe a little bit more. So when you take into consideration, I can get to Hawaii in five and a half hours, maybe a little less, depending on the weather. Um, yeah. Why would. Why would you go to rainy Seattle? <laughs> Let's go to Hawaii. So, yeah, that's that's what you do. So in, in a way, Alaska is relatively close to Hawaii. Um, <laughs> 
why do we have so many electrical cars? And so I put in parentheses in my notes, block heaters. So oh, yeah. you take this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I don't know if people understand. <laughs> well, when your car is, when it's 20 below, um, it, cars don't start very good. So if you have block heaters out there, especially Fairbanks, they're not as much in Anchorage as anymore because you have garages now. But in Fairbanks, you go, I remember going to Denny's, you go to Denny's, you get out, you plug your car in, you go in and eat. <laughs> you come out and plug your car and leave. So it's a way to get the oil warmed up where it'll actually start. And battery. Yeah. I, I hate to say it. I don't think... Um I think with my wife's car, we, I don't, did we get a block heater? I don't know. I don't, maybe we did. Either way, I, I think we only use it once or twice. So, uh, but also I'm also the, the idiot who has to get a new battery in my wife's car every second year. So. And it's supposed to help the environment, <clears throat> but I mean, when it's 20 below, it's like plugging a carbon, plugging it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just Yeah. So. In in reality, though, um, you know, yeah, it, not everybody's car is electric. We have a few. I've seen a few Teslas here in town. Um, there's a charging station out in uh, Palmer, Wasilla area. There's some here in town. Are they? Yeah. Library, oh, yeah. Library um, has one. And there's there. one in front of the uh, Diamond Mar yeah. Mall, too. Um, They're getting here. I, I, I would say if you if you can park your car in a garage and you're probably not leaving your car out frozen for an extended period of time. I would say it would probably work if you're staying in the city, but if you were going to if you're draw- in Fairbanks, if you're in Fairbanks, it gets 50, 60 below. Yeah. yeah you're going to have a blockade plugged in all the time. Yeah. I don't see Elon Musk saying this will work here. I'm, he could say it, but I, I, I wouldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, electric cars, I, I just don't know if they're quite ready for every scenario in Alaska, maybe in certain scenarios. I think they have one electric bus too. <clears throat> Remember they got one. In town. Yeah. One electric bus. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I, I usually don't pay attention to the buses that, that much, <laughs> except for the ones that have like a, the picture of somebody on the back of it. <laughs> I'll never forget. This. this is great. Um, so somebody was smiling. Right. And so we have so much glacial silt and dust, the fine dust and dirt on the road. So it tends to cover a lot of stuff. Um, and sometimes you'll just get odd specks of dirt that will just kind of clump on your vehicle or whatever. Well, this one clumped and landed on her teeth. So this lady's on the back of the bus, just smiling, big, great picture of her. And it's like, she's got the black tooth grin. And it's like, hello. And it's like, and I kept seeing that bus on a regular basis. Nobody cleaned it off. And I was just like, this is great. I was like, I need to take a picture. I think I'm, maybe I did. I don't know. I hope it was a dentist uh, ad or something like that. That would have been better. So that would have been great. (laughs) Concerned about your smile. Give us a call. We can help this. Um, so I think it's now is, is a perfect time to stop and pause for station identification and tell you a little bit about the exciting, wonderful world of point of sale and payment processing. Before you fast forward through this commercial, I want you to know that Skirless isn't looking for new customers. We're looking for new business relationships because that's what you get with Skirless. We aren't some soulless corporation that doesn't know your name or that doesn't understand that it's the middle of the night or a busy shift and you need help right away. Neither are we just looking for you to sign on the bottom line and keep you locked into a super restrictive contract. We know what you're going through because we're Alaskans too. We eat, shop, and work right alongside of you in this awesome 49th state. We love our customers here in Anchorage, in the Valley, in the Village, 
down on the keen eye, and everywhere else and in all parts between. We understand that things work differently here than in the lower 48. At Skirla's, we've been a family-run business since 1976, and we'll be here for you in the long run. After all, point of sale is point of sale, but relationships are something more, just like your business and our business. Our point of sale and payment processing solutions are some of the industry's best, and we help you out every step of the way. So if you've got a restaurant, bar, small grocery, or retail store, and you're an Alaskan, we want you. Would you like to know more? Visit us online at www.skirlas.com or give us a call at 907-243-2683. All right, and we're back. And we just kind of had a, a little sidebar discussion. Um, so, something I, I think I always wanted to see was a, a dog sled team full of pugs. <laughs> And the reality of it was you would never see it. It would just, it would fall apart um, immediately. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. It would go nowhere. I said go so slow you couldn't see if they're moving. <laughs> All right. So um, now we're back in this segment. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the biggest myths. And, you know, honestly, I mean, you know, for our first podcast, I guess you could maybe say, um, what questions do we always get asked and what are the biggest myths? Maybe they're kind of one in the same in some cases. <clears throat> and maybe we've touched on them, but, but these are kind of commonly held myths that people tend to think about Alaska. It's, it's not a question more. It's more of like, no, that's a fact. I know I've, I've got a cousin in Alaska. He told me himself, you know, that this is this is exactly how it goes. And I, and I see Thomas's list there and it's like he he may have left something off that. I, I think the myth that everybody's going to know is. Oh, go ahead. Is the movies. The oh. movie myths. Oh, where, man. Any movie where there's one movie, I figure what it was, they're flying into Nome. And there's these mountain and huge trees they're flying. That was by. the horror movie, was it? Yeah. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days or yeah, and it's like twenty eight days a night or twenty eight. I yeah, don't know. Days. Something like that. Yeah, and they There's <coughs> huge mountain, huge huge fir trees, and it's like you fly to Nome. There's a hill. Okay, there's a hill. One hill. <laughs> that's it. There's one hill. That's it. There's no trees. There's one tree in Nome. You know, one. So, or what was the um. Was it supernatural occurrences or, or or it was something around that same time? And I think it was Gnome, too. And it was mountains, trees, and they had um, paved roads. Paved roads with street <laughs> signs <laughs> and street lights and all this other stuff. And it was just like, this is like, we barely have that in Anchorage. There's no way that exists. Gnome no, paved one road that was probably maybe 10, 15 years ago, maybe. One, that's all. And I, I've been there when it wasn't paved. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And most of the movies that say that they're film or it's it's about Alaska, like it's um, Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. It's British Columbia almost always. Um, like Northern Exposure, I think that yep. was yep, that's Vancouver, or right? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, we. Now this is going to get politically charged here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so I think it make your concerns to Thomas at <laughs> Thomas at Skirlis <laughs> And Carbon Jesse at Skrillisucko. Um <laughs> The uh, I, I forget what year it was, but um, a lot of the state of Alaska opened up um, essentially a tax-free uh, movie type of credit. So essentially, people could come to Alaska and, and film, and they get a tax credit or some incentive to get people to film here. And so we actually had like three or four 
maybe five oh, yeah. movies mm-hmm. that came out. There was um Nicolas Cage movie about the serial killer. Yeah, that was Nicolas Cage and John Cusack. Um The Whales. The girl from E.T. That Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> um it was like what was it? Big Wish, big something was about yeah, the, the, the humpback whale or whatever. And so, like, they film one of the scenes at, at Goose Poop Lake. <laughs> I don't if know. What it, if you're at Anchorage, you know what that is. Yes. I, I don't know what it, that lake is really called. But I they, think that's really Jewel Lake is Goose Poop. But anyway. So. Yeah. But uh, they film, like, an Arctic scene with, you know, it was Hollywood magic. Magic. <laughs> um, I just hope that they didn't. Uh, they washed their hands after they were out there. But they were actually in town. So, I mean, they showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the the Nicolas Cage movie, um, or, or no, no, it was the John Voight movie. I think that was John Voight and somebody. Um, either way, it was it was it was interesting. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, look, there's there's that place and and all this other stuff. So it was kind of cool to see. Um, and then the state pulled the plug, and so Alaska it kind of started its own little movie industry, and so they got rid of the tax credit. And now they don't have any movies. So, and maybe a smarter person could explain it to me, but to me, it's like, okay, well, if you're making money off of these movies via, you know, stimulating the common economy or you're bringing in industry and, and jobs and, you know, it's, it looks good for Alaska and, you know, movies actually filmed in Alaska and stuff like that um, versus not having any of that. And you're not making any money at all. To me, I didn't see why they would get rid of that tax credit. It's like you're not going to make money because nobody wants to come here to film because it's too expensive unless they have some kind of incentive. So um, not not, not that I'm saying legislators who are listening to this podcast, which I I know a couple and maybe I, I would be thankful that they would listen to this podcast. But if they did and they they heard. Thomas, I'm going to take that straight to the top. I'm sure there's better things to take straight to the top. But if you wanted to to think about it and be like, maybe that's not a bad idea, then sure, go for it. Um, I would much rather hear like daylight savings time go go away. It, it shouldn't. This is not a myth question or or a question that we get to ask a lot. But daylight savings time does absolutely nothing for people in the state of Alaska except confuse people, make them mad. <laughs> And just, yeah, because it's like during the spring, like you're springing ahead, you know, um, it just puts, makes it darker. Yeah. You're going to work in the daylight finally. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's dark again. You're right. For like a week and a half. And then it just, it all gets uh, put away. And then same thing in the wintertime. It just, it doesn't make any sense. I would love to see that actually go somewhere. But anyway, we're off track. (laughs) Uh, Oh, excuse me. I'm getting over the flu. Um, so the first myth question, we'll, we'll get to the real list here. There are roads everywhere and you can drive everywhere. I think, I think there's like nine roads named one, two, three, four. One goes to a Seward, two goes to <laughs> up north. Well, you've got one that goes to Seward, Homer, one that goes all the way up to Fairbanks and beyond. Um, <coughs> you've got, um. The one that goes to Glen Allen. Yeah. And, you have to, the and top. branches off going to Haynes. Yeah, there's a couple out there, but they're really, I don't think it's any double digits. <laughs> right. And then there's one that goes to Toke. There's a real city called Toke, T-O-K. It, it, it's not named after the drugs. Um, and that's where the Alcan comes in from Canada. 
And really, I think that's about it. Or the boat from Hain, so closely. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, there are not roads everywhere. Actually, one of the first things, whenever I first moved here in 2008, um, I had a Tom Tom. <laughs> you I actually, borrowed you, that. You I borrowed, borrowed the Tom Tom yeah. a couple of times <laughs> going to Hawaii. <laughs> so we uh, we drove up on that, and uh, when we first got here, I I I had it, and um, we would drive around and look for different places. And I was amazed at how many roads had disappeared. <laughs> I was like, "There's supposed to be a road here." Tom Tom says that there's supposed to be a road here, and you look, and there's no trees. And the grass is all worn down, but the road is gone. Like it just disappeared. We, we won't get into the Anchorage road <clears throat> system. We're not going to go there in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah, there's, there's, there's less roads now than there probably has ever been. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> our fact checkers out there are saying that is incorrect. I no, there's roads. About that. There's roads that'll go for a couple blocks. It'll just dead end, and a couple half a mile later, yeah, through the, through the woods, it'll appear on the other side. Then it'll stop again, and half a mile later, it'll appear again. So yeah, if you go to Denali Street, good luck trying to find anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, um, everything is close by. <laughs> like it's, you can get anywhere. It like. That is such a, a myth. It's getting anywhere in this state is it's an odyssey. Unless you have a private plane, then that that, that cuts back a little bit there. <laughs> right. So to so for us to get to the park, when we say the park, we mean the big park, Denali National Park, which you probably have heard is called Mount McKinley. We call it Denali because that was its original name. But that is the park. So if we hear say the park, that's the park. But to get to the park is one oh, way is what? Four hours. Four hours. That That's a long drive. And that's not stopping. That's not to take pictures and all that. Maybe stopping one time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess if you put it in perspective, if I... Like if I was back in like Gulf Shores, Alabama, and I drove to Atlanta. You drive to my house in four, about four and a half hours okay. <laughs> from <Yeah>. Gulf Shores. <laughs> Don't know that. So you, you could cover at least an entire state, maybe a little bit more, depending on how fast you drive. Um, in, in our case, you have made it to. No interstates. <laughs> yeah. You, you've made it to, I don't know, like a quarter of the state. <laughs> Like you, you're just getting started. Yeah, <laughs> you're not even close to being leaving the state. Um, so yeah, um, Canadian borders at least nine hours away. So um, so in uh, in our business and and not to not to not to pull the W word the the work word, um, but um, some people would would hire us out or they would ask us to go do support somewhere, and they were like, yeah, you can just go over there, and it's like, yeah, replace the printer. Yeah, it's it's like. We have to get on a plane. And if it's during the summertime, it's like we there may not be rental cars available. You know, it's it's gonna take a whole day. And they just didn't understand. And it's like, yeah, or in some places like like out in ADAC, which is way out in the Aleutians, like there's one plane a week that goes out there. That's it. And if the weather is bad, you're not getting back until next week. <laughs> And then if it's still bad, because we oh, we had an we had installer tech, go yeah. out, yeah, yeah, stuck out there and weathered in. How many weeks was it? Two or three? No, he was just there a week. But. I thought it was two. I thought he missed the second plane, or maybe that was when they had two planes a week. Yeah. Either way, it was just like, wow. So yeah, everything is not close by. It it couldn't be 
further from the truth. Um, so Texas is bigger than Alaska. Go ahead and say it. Um, maybe Southeast Alaska. It could be bigger, <laughs> I guess. Maybe Southeast. Yeah, Texas could be bigger Southeast. Yeah. Myth, Mythbusters, I would say this one's busted. <laughs> um, uh, there's there's a great graphic. Um, so I, I don't know how much you, you've got globes and maps and, and stuff like that, but perspective can can change quite a bit. And these maps are, are not necessarily very um, quite illustrating the correct perspective, I guess. And, and, and my note taker out there is like, OK, he's about to say it. He's going to say something wrong about the maps. <laughs> Um, but it is. And if you actually look at the like a true representation of what Alaska looks like on like superimposed over the continental United States, it's huge. Um, it, it makes it makes Texas look like uh, like half the state or a quarter of the state or maybe not that bad, maybe more like a half of the state or whatever. Um, but yeah, but Texas definitely has way, way more people in it and arguably better food oh i will barbecue. say better barbecue better barbecue we don't have barbecue up here yeah we're, i'm trying to find a spot we had one good one or two they're gone now so yeah. we're looking again yeah if you're gonna get good barbecue in alaska it's probably gonna be one that somebody makes in their backyard um which is usually pretty good um yeah we we are both barbecuers and but then we know people from texas that moved up here so you, you hit them up yeah you, and you can always be like Hey, grade my barbecue. <laughs> would you eat it? Net promoter score. Would you eat it again? Yes, I've done my job. Only thing about barbecue is we don't have the okra hickory up here, so it's not quite as good because you can't get the. If you do, you're gonna pay a lot to get that wood up here. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and chips are not the same. Sorry, or pellets. Well, I don't know. So we could talk an entire podcast about why, how mad I am that people have not told me how good pellet grills are. And because they are amazing, but I'm I'm just gonna stop that one right now. I'm gonna stop myself. Uh, <laughs> okay, next one out. Biggest myth: We are in the Pacific time zone. <laughs> I wished that'd be nice. I really do. So, to all my legislative friends who who might be gracing me with the benefit of listening to <laughs> listening to this podcast, and to the person out there taking notes who's like, I'm gonna send them a nasty gram. Um, yeah, I wish we were in the Pacific time zone. It would make so much more sense doing business with the rest of the United States. It's like whenever we get into work, um, people that are East Coast, they're going to lunch. And when we go to lunch, they're gone for the day. So you've got like this very limited window of opportunity to actually do business with those people. And uh, for the used to, uh, the, we don't have this product anymore to go to work. Why is that? The support people call me at four in the morning. Yeah. Hey, four hour time difference. Hey, hey, he, I'm, uh, you need some help on this? I go, no. Call back later. Click. <laughs> That's if you answer the phone. I don't I answer. used to answer the phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make that mistake. <laughs> Um, yeah, there, there it's, are, it's, it's four hours Eastern, four hours different Eastern, three hours central, two hours Pacific. I mean, two hours mountain, one hour Pacific, Pacific. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand where the Pacific time zone is. Um, <laughs> so I'll say we're one hour behind Pacific and you can see the wheels start turning really slowly. They're like, 
it's like the Jeopardy music comes on and it's like ding, 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 ding. They're like Eastern, Central, Pacific, Alaska. Wait, what about mountain time? I forgot what, how many fingers do I have? What's for lunch today? Um, they don't know. I mean, I, it just would be easier, but no, we're not in the Pacific time zone. I would love it to be. Um, so next myth the population in Alaska has got to be big. You know, it's large because it's a big state. Yeah, I don't know if that much of a myth. I, I haven't heard that, but maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we did from one person. You're right, right. Yeah, I remember Thompson's on the phone. I remember he was talking to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. They're guessing, yeah, a million people in Anchorage. Yeah. I, I don't even, I just ask people, I'm like, take a guess. How many people do you think are in Anchorage? They're like, um, a million, that one person, million, million, half. How many people do you think are in the state? Just keep asking the questions. Oh, like, uh, 5 million. It's like wrong, 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 wrong. They're all wrong. (laughs) Nothing's a million. Honestly, I I really don't. Unless we have a lot of industry that shows up organically in Alaska via some new natural resource or something or, glo- or global warming increases temperatures 30 degrees it's going to be nice up here right yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i would say that you know alaska's population will probably never hit a million unless something truly epic change wise happens so um population is small so small for such a big state you think about um <clears throat> so mobile alabama it's like what what are when we talked about the other day, it was like, they're at least a million, right? Yeah, I was over a million, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, just this one little itty-bitty area of Alabama on the coast has more people than our entire state. Um, and, and so think about that. So if you looked, if you carved the continental United States, like, like right through Texas and went straight on up, so California and all that West Coast, and then you put... <laughs> 700,000 people into that entire area, you'd be like, there's so much room here for activities. (laughs) Look how much, look how many people you can fit in the trunk of this thing. Um, So yeah, that that's Alaska. There you go. Um, So next myth, there's, (laughs) I'm going to say this like in the worst way, there's nothing to do and everything closes in the winter. Worst place ever, one out of five stars on Yelp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, outdoor activities, of course, you know. I mean, you you I mean, some some years we don't have snow where you do have to go out of town. I mean, you have years to later, like low snow. As far as skiing, uh, you know, we've had it open up late years. It depends on the weather really on that, you know. But as far as getting out, it's always it's dark, but it's with the snow. When you have snow, it's always light outside because the yeah. street lights and all that. You're you're not really dark, so so you get out and more. And it's not. Well, I know it's like it can be cold, zero ten below, but you just get used to it. You go out. You don't think about it. Yeah, I I, I would say that for for me, you know, being you know a very not very quick to adapt to Alaska in general. Like I was just really stupid just didn't do it or whatever um it is kind of hard to adjust to the cold if like if like if you're like me like who just grew up in hot weather and being next to the beach basically all my life flip-flops and shorts and stuff like that flip-flops have the worst traction in the snow and ice just don't wear them (laughs) 
Um, I've never tried that. Just to you know, so. I keep trying. My newest ones have like Michelin grips on them. I'm waiting for this this winter. But um, no, you have to get out and do something. So Alaska is in the wintertime. I wouldn't say everything closes and there's nothing to do, but some things are seasonal. Um, but generally, Alaska is an outdoor place. Like if you're moving to Alaska, you're not moving here for um nightclub life nightclub life <laughs> it's like couple, um, couple the, down. the literary scene <laughs> um the the burgeoning art movements that are <laughs> got some the the bohemian <laughs> yeah you know it's we got it, some scattered but <clears throat> let's put it this way just about everybody here tends to for the most part and here's my fact checker he's getting close he's getting close to stereotyping everybody um you know <laughs> If we have some people, some people actually have a term for this, but I'll just go ahead and say it. There are a lot of people in Alaska are granolas. <laughs> I the first time I heard, and it wasn't just a few years ago, they were like, Oh, they're a real granola. I was like, What does that mean? And then they explained it to me. And I was like, Oh, I get it. I understand now. So it's more or less an outdoorsy person, you know, into health food. They're hiking, they're running around the mountains and stuff like that. And they would rather be outside, you know, doing wilderness stuff and whatever than being inside most of the day, which is not me. Like I love being outside. I like going different places, but um, I'm kind of more of a loner when I do that type of thing. I don't necessarily want to take my entire tribe and, and start yelling no and telling people to stop touching stuff or stop getting too close to the edge of the mountain like, I'd rather just kind of be peaceful and do it by myself. But, um, yeah, so not I would say this is almost borderline plausible. Almost. I'm not going to say there's nothing to do because that, that just doesn't exist. If you're a homebody <laughs> and you don't like cold weather, you don't like being outdoors. Netflix and uh, fireplace. I, I would say that you've got really fast Internet. And so. You could have something to do, but if you're not in the outdoors and <clears throat> you don't like cold weather, this one's this one's pretty close to plausible. But the reality of it is, is it's it couldn't be any further than the truth. My my note my note taker out there is like, damn it, he almost said it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the next one, um, th this is this is the myth that I heard when I was leaving Alabama for here. So. This is my personal myth that people threw at me. <laughs> All of Alaska's like deadliest catch and, and ice road truckers. Um, no, I was up here before those were out, so I can say I, I don't know. You know, I never had that myth because I was up here before those even started. So, well, well, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm just going to say that you know, in some places, yes, it could look like that, but in general, it's not. But what were what were the myths that people told you whenever they were like, "You're going to do what?" You're going to move to Alaska? Why would you do that? Well, you know, what What did they tell you? Oh, uh, yeah. You should have had me think about that earlier. I, I don't. It was too long ago. It was almost 30 years ago. So. <laughs> You're going to freeze to death out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that is not a myth because it's true. But uh, I was looking at the average high in January is 20 degrees. The average high is 20. And I'm sitting there. That's stupid. Why am I moving up here? But. 20 is a lot warmer than you think. It's, it's it a weird, it's a weird thing. So if, if the sun is out and the wind is not blowing, which 
can't, that is a combination that can happen. And it's like not the dead of winter. It actually feels pretty good. Um, I've, I've got to say. 32 is light jacket if no jacket. Right. <laughs> I mean, so it's like. Yeah, I mean, there's been plenty of times where it's like 30, just above, above freezing, and the sun is out. It's really intense. And it's like, this is great. You can be in shorts and flip-flops and a t-shirt. No problem. You step in the shade. I'm cold. <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get back out in the sun. <clears throat> That's why you always carry a jacket in the car. Always. Yes. Always. Yep. I would say like the, the, the stereotypical myth of what people drive is definitely a Subaru Outback or a big truck for the most part. I mean, you, you could agree with that, right? Yeah, I think there's other ones. And uh, uh, if you're going to stereotype it, and this is where my guys like well, Hondas are now there too, though. Honda, yeah. Hondas getting up there too. So. Hondas getting up there, yeah. but but yeah, in general, you'll you'll see a lot of. Well, I gotta tell you right now, Subarus. Though we've had a Forester, and we've never got stuck ever. Yeah. Uh, and it's like you know, it just yeah, those things just work in the snow. So yeah, so the ice road trucker thing, it's like in, in a way that kind of is true each. So in the wintertime, you should expect, and this is where my my anal fact checker is gonna, you know, he's going for it now. He's he's really gonna he's really gonna do it. Um, you should expect that all your roads are going to have ice and snow on them for at least four or five months. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, you don't have like you, you're not going to be driving on on concrete asphalt or whatever. You will be riding on ice and or snow. And if you see painted lines, that means there's a Chinook came through and it melted for a day and then it's next day to be back. So, yeah, it's not to say there's not exceptions to it where like like this year, like we had a, a brief period where some of the roads actually did melt. But we had so much snow that it was just kind of kind of weird. But like having studded tires or having all season tires and having an all wheel drive vehicle, um, I, I would say like. If you ask me that as a list, should I have this? I would just say yes to all of it. Just, all wheel drive, yes. Yes. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, because you will be driving on less than ideal conditions. I, I would say in average, if you're used to going to 55, cut that in half or half-ish. All right. Well, he's he's got a call. What? Oh, just pause there. Oh, okay. he wants to pause. Okay. I guess Commercial we'll pause break. Commercial it. break. We'll pause for the cause here. Okay, we're back. Um, uh, duty had C to call. Customer satisfied. Can't customer satisfaction on the line. We had to take care of it. Um, so anyway, we're back. Um, I have no idea what we were talking about, and it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> we were on the deadliest catch. Everybody think anybody's a fisherman in Alaska. Oh, yeah, the, the ice road trucker, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, oh, right, we were talking about cars. Um, you were talking about uh, Supers, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I know he's a Honda guy over here. That's fine. Whatever. There's can't everybody can't be perfect. But anyway, so I know. I mean, you can join a Honda anytime. <laughs> um, so anyway, we'll we'll keep on keeping on. Um, it's super cold in Alaska. Like really cold. It's it doesn't get any colder anywhere else in the world. It's so cold in Alaska. Um, 
Fair, Fairbanks, yes. And even, yeah, Fairbanks, yes. I know I know Minnesota, I know something there. Minnesota, it gets just as cold in Minneapolis as it does here, if not colder. Yeah, so I'll use... But, 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 but our cold lasts longer. I mean, Minnesota, you actually have a summer. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> decent, so, but I have a friend of ours, her neighbor's actually moving back to Minnesota. That's where they're from, and... She knows their winters are cold, but they actually have a summer, long summer, spring. So that's why they're moving back. So, traitors. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas, he didn't. uh, Global warming. We'll get another political thing. Get your pins out. Okay, (laughs) but uh, no, um, it it actually has over the years been warmer. When we first moved here in the nineties, it was I remember twenty nine below in Anchorage easily. You know, easily weeks. I remember two weeks of where it was twenty below every day. But uh, not recently, not really. I hadn't seen that cold in a long time. Yeah, it seems like we've. Um, <clears throat> I, I would say that the negative, negative temperature days. You know, I'm not. I'm not a scientist, and I don't play a meteorologist on TV even. But it seems like you know, it's like maybe a week or two on average a year, like there's negative temperatures yeah. somewhere around there. Right, it used to be more, but uh, if we have a terrible winter this year, all Alaskans write to Thomas at Skrillas.com. <laughs> you can blame me or you can try to blame me. I'll, it, make your letters entertaining. So if, if I do read them, I'm like, well, that was a good one. It's very good. And tr- uh, trust me, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't punish you. <laughs> Any shape, form at all. I'll send one. But I also won't punish you for, especially for bad language or any of the other stuff. Just go ahead and send it on, and, and um, I might enjoy it. We'll we'll see. Um, but all, all cards on the table. If you're a flat earther and you think that I'm in charge of of the weather, I think you need to send me a million dollars. Find it. <laughs> Find it. <laughs> um. No, it is interesting. Um, so for me, like here recently, um, I wouldn't say recently, but I guess in the past few years, um, I learned something about Alaska that I didn't know, um, is that there's some places in Alaska that don't get any snow at all on average, like Sitka. Sitka doesn't really get much snow or if, or if any at all. And I was like, wait a minute. So I'm living in Alaska and I'm like, this is probably the best place, Anchorage. And ideally it is, but I'm like, these these guys down there don't get any snow. I'm like, what am I doing oh, here? I, I think you need to go a little farther south. Sick of <clears throat> snow. I've been there before. They get tons of snow. <laughs> well, they were telling me they me they, they were lying to me, but they were like, we don't really get snow that much. I got pictures from the Channel Club. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, major snow. Yeah, maybe well, maybe it melts faster. I don't know. I don't it probably know. does. Yeah, but some people in the Southwest have, have told me they don't get snow. They say it's more akin to what you'd see in Seattle, and I guess Seattle. They get snow. They get snow, but they don't get snow like <laughs> we get much, snow. Yeah. Like snow is like, it's like the neighbor that doesn't go away. Like, like Dennis the Menace. Like he's here with you. He's gonna be here for six months. He'll go away, but you can guarantee that he will come back. He will show up. Now, we'll do a fun fact that in the southeast a lot of it's rainforest. People yeah. don't know that. That that was interesting when I was in Sitka for the first time. I was like, wow, because that was the first time I've ever been in a rainforest because outside of I've been to Seattle, I don't know how many times, but I've rarely left the airport if, if at all. <laughs> so I didn't get to see anything like that. So I was like, I was all gobsmacked. I was like a like a little kid, like when my camera, I'm like, snap, snap, snap. I'm like, look at this, look at this. And I'm like, these huge trees. I'm like, it's just like the movies. And <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I'm an Alaskan. I need to tone this down a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't look like a Taurus. Um, speaking of Taurus, um, our next myth is they all wear parkas and bunny boots. <laughs> Man, I wish they still made bunny boots. I, I think you can get them. I don't think they make them anymore, but it's not like they used to be. I think you still get them at Army Surplus. Yeah, some people get them, not as much though. But yes, boots. Yes, boots are very handy. <laughs> you want warm boots, so I mean, I'm not going to say anything about that. It's like parkas. Again, parkas. I would have one in a heartbeat, but. Um, tried one on the other day because I did get a heavier coat, but if you got a park in Anchorage, you just couldn't wear it. It's, it's just too, too hot. warm. It's you know, too hot. it just lived in one of the villages or in Fairbanks. Great, but I put this park on. It was like just the oven. So, mm-hmm. but yes, it, yes, interior and and outer Alaska. Yes, parkers are fun and they do work great. I, I, I tell you what, if bunny boots l- were easier to get on. And they looked a little bit more fashionable. I would have a pair because. And, and you may want to Google bunny boots in case there's <laughs> yeah people, people listening that have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, it's not fluffy bunny slippers like <laughs> like with little ears hanging off of yeah. them. Like so, they're big white. They look like some people call them moon boots, right? Could be. Yeah. I think I, I think I've heard people call them moon boots or whatever, but they're they're big white boots. They're military style. Like they're pretty high up. But they've got like a like a what is it, like an air gasket or something like that, and you can kind of something or I don't know. It I've never actually put them on. I've only seen them. Um, you know, believe it or not, I don't know if I've seen that many people wear them. I've seen people wear like the big high boots that have the fur sticking out of the top of them. But I don't. I don't. I've seen bunny boots in person. I just don't think I've ever seen them on somebody. So I don't know how that you'd wear them. But- North Slope up there, as I said <laughs> again, again, Upper Alaska, you can see them. But um, if you're outside, especially the outside jobs in all the winters I've been here, I've gone through a lot of winter boots and it even here in Alaska or in Anchorage, it's hard to find a really good boot that is comfortable, keeps you warm, that you really kind of want to wear and that's easy to get on and off. A lot of people um, and I use this for a while. I did the uh, the Boggs boots, which are like extra toughs, which if you've never heard extra tough, that is a very popular pull on kind of wet, like waterproof type of boot or whatever. Um, so you'll see a lot of people wearing stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm much more of a pull on boot or shoe kind of person. I don't necessarily want to tie a bunch of things or lace up something for 20 minutes before I come to work. I do have a 40... 40 below pair of boots that I wear, but it's, they're, they're hard to put on. It takes a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I got something uh, recently that was kind of more that type of style, but yeah, they are kind of hard to put on. They're not as comfy. Um, but here's, here's what I will say is that you will probably see those types of big bulky boots um, for people around here. And instead of parkas, I'm going to ask you a question. What is what is the one piece of year-round apparel that you will see on most uh, most Alaskans that are guys <laughs> that is like a jacket or like a parka that you almost year-round? And, well, and you know the answer. Well, that's hoodies, but that may be everywhere. Right, but which kind of hoodie? Name brand. No, and not not the maker, but what's on the hoodie? No, besides salty dog, <laughs> salty dog, absolutely. It's almost like salty dog, like like. So you go to Hawaii; they're supposed to give you the the lay and put that over your neck. It's like 
it almost seems like there's somebody from Salty Dog Saloon waiting for you as soon as you get off the plane with your black Salty Dog Saloon hoodie, and they give it to you. It's Google Salty, salty Dog Homer, please. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what we're talking about. It's like a, what is it, lighthouse? Or? It's a bar. No, I mean, like the building it's in. Yeah, it looks like a lighthouse. It's yeah. Not. But um, it, it it can't be any other color except for black. Black with white letters. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So let, let me flesh this out a little Travel with me, if you will, to a time beyond space and time into Alaska. And there's a guy there. He probably has a beard. He's got a black hoodie on and it says Salty Dog Saloon. And he's wearing a pair of brown colored car hearts and some big clumpy, lumpy boots or whatever. It could be anybody. You've just found the Alaskan man. It's anybody. <laughs> yeah. It could be anybody. That, that, there it is. That is that is the Alaska guy. So like Florida man, Alaska man. That's that's what he looks like. Um, you know, it's kind of sad to say, and I won't take uh, take too much time here because somebody's taking notes on the coal. I'm going to write him up for this one. Um, <clears throat> the bank robbers, all the banks that get robbed up here. Um, I, I don't think that we've had it as many since the pandemic, but at one well, they point. Don't, they don't tell about it. One. Right. <laughs> at one point in time, it would seem like there was like two or three a year uh, bank robbers and I don't know if they they've caught him. I, it seemed like a lot of these you just didn't hear that anybody got caught. Him. Yeah, they didn't or they say didn't they say. Him, yeah. But um, they were Alaska man, <laughs> like they were dressed like Alaska man. As a matter of fact, if they weren't wearing a salty dog hoodie, it was a Carhartt hoodie. I think I got actually at work, you know, thrown under the bus as being one of those bank robbers one time, if I remember correctly. Lynn Scarla Perkins, as she's on the listening to this. This is actually a great story. So. Um, where our office used to be, there was a, a bank that got robbed. And and I think how this, this came down is the bank was like three or four businesses down on the corner. So it was really close to the office. Jesse had taken the day off. Okay. And so the next day we see this guy in the paper and it's like, like we're kind of joking around. It's like, he kind of looks like Jesse, doesn't he? Well, yeah, maybe a little bit, you know, kind of, sort of, or whatever. Car hard it up, you know, had a hoodie on or whatever. And so they were talking about this guy and um, the he got away and they were looking for this car or whatever. And I think it was like two days later, Lynn says, I saw that car out in the park. It's stuck in a, in a snow drift. And so I think I was the one that called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Called the cops. I was like, my boss says that this car from this robbery stuck out there. And I think she clipped that article and had it stuck somewhere in the office. And we're like, did Jesse really rob that? I'm not saying the car was like the same color and model as mine. <laughs> What's I'm not going to guess it was. Oh, my God. No. Oh, man. Well, we're just going to have to move on. <laughs> All right. So technically, our last question is, um, you know, I. I, I think I screwed up here. This one says how diverse the state is. I don't think anybody, this should be a myth, but nobody's ever asked how diverse the state is. I, I think I'm the one that's always bringing this up to people and they don't believe it. Um, how diverse the state is. When I say diverse, like diverse from people, like different cultures, different uh, countries, races, um, that type of thing. Um, I've always kind of like, ever since I moved here, I was like, Wow, there's so many different people here in the city, like like more than any place that I was exposed yes, people to. People would not think there's so many Samoans here. Yeah. <laughs> in a cold climate. So right. we have a lot of that air. So it, it is. Ca- Samoa. 
It is kind of weird. So, like, we've got a lot of um, Latinos from Mexico, Samoan, Pacific Islanders, Koreans, Asian, Asians, all kinds of stuff. It's like it really does feel like a melting pot here. But it's like these people are from hot climates, just like me. So I'm like, like I'm not the only (laughs) idiot here that came here because people are like, why would you move from the beach to the snow and ice? And it's like, like, hey, look at him. That guy came from Hawaii. He moved from Samoa, or he came of course, from. Of course, Hawaii. They say it's so expensive there. They can't, they can't live in Hawaii anymore. They ran them out. <laughs> right. I talked. I talked to a couple of people that say that. Is just well, you know, and, and I think that probably kind of, kind of is is a larger conversation. Is that there are opportunities here in Alaska that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Like like you moved up here because you know opportunities. You did. There wasn't that many jobs. One of the reasons I left is was I felt like. I, I plateaued where I was at work and I wasn't going to go anywhere else. And I didn't, I had applied for jobs all over the place and nothing. It just, it just didn't seem like there was anything left for me. And that was, that was one of the biggest reasons why I came to Alaska. So I could, I could see where other people were like, Hey, I can make a living there, um, you know, and do things and stuff like that. Um, and they have caught a lot of, uh, most wanted 10 top most wanted people in Alaska do. Okay. <laughs> that's, okay. A, that's not a myth. That's a true story. Can't well. <laughs> that was a card I had up my sleeve. I was saving it for later. <laughs> no, no, sorry. That's part of it. Diverse. Yeah. Criminalist. A, a, a lot of people go to Alaska Hide. to disappear. Um, it's kind of funny. So like this. used to be easier. The small town that I grew up in, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give a lot of details, but let's just say that. Somebody that I went to school with in my little itty bitty town in Northwest Florida, um, that was a criminal ended up, I, I found him in our newspaper living in Palmer and Wasilla and something to do with like stealing a cop car while the cop was arresting somebody that was really, I, I don't know. I was just like, how did he get here? <laughs> and I'm not going to say like, like, like people don't want to be found. Maybe people don't want to be found because like they don't want to be in that area with these people anymore. Maybe that was part of what it is for me. But um, I, I think the reality of it was, is there's more opportunities up here. The money is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, higher yeah. cost of living, but you know, the, you know, you do get paid a little, a lot more here, but um, if you stay here and you're a good person, like the future is yours. Like you can, you can prosper here. They're like, it's just, it's hard to find good people here. Um, yeah. And I, I would say probably I'm going to put on my economic hat here. Um, I, I think it's probably because you have a lot of transient people that will come to the state. They're like, I'm going to have an Alaskan adventure. I'm going to try this. Like, I don't remember if you told me this or whatever. It's like, you're not a real Alaskan unless you've been here for five winters or something like that. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, there's something in Chichaco or something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's so many years. Um, so, like, you're not a real Alaskan unless you've been here for so long. And, and to a certain degree, it, it kind of is. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, this may, may be showing you a little bit too much of how the sausage is made. But when we're talking about hiring people, we traditionally have said no to people from the lower 48. But three of the most important people at Skrillas now are from Alabama. <laughs> My wife is from Alabama. I'm from Alabama, more or less. I grew up in Florida mostly, but and Jesse's from Alabama. So it is kind of an interesting paradigm that, you know, 
uh, Alaskans are, you know, outside of the native Alaskans that live here, everybody here is more or less a foreigner, you know, not native Alaskans unless they were born here or whatever. But um, the word that you heard him say called Chichaco, (laughs) this is another thing that I'd heard so many times, but I didn't know what it was. So it's, it's a slang term for um, just anybody from the lower 48 for the most part, that is not of Alaskan. It may be derogatory. It, I don't know if it has a racist connotation per se, but most people don't take it that way. You know, it's kind of in jest or whatever, but where it comes from is that I guess people from Chicago came here. And so some of the natives from what I've heard, I don't know if this is 100% sure. There's some fact checkers like I'm nailing him to the wall. I don't think I've heard this one. So (laughs) it's, it's a, it's basically a, a mishmash of Chicago. So if you look at the word Chichaco, Oh, Oh, Chicago. Yeah, never heard that one, but um, that's what I heard. I, I did some digging and later on a miss part two, <laughs> <laughs> part two, the Chichaco myth. Um, yeah, it's funny. I don't hear people talk about Chichacos anymore that much. Uh, maybe it's kind of, well, I don't know. Well, the bar is gone. So, <laughs> well, a bar was there a bar? Oh, yeah, where Riley's oh, okay. used to be. Oh, really? Yeah, it was where Riley's to go over Chicago. Charles. Um, <laughs> Speaking of bars, I, you know, we really need to wrap this podcast up, (laughs) but you can't really talk about, you can't say the word bar without bringing up something that sounds like Chichaco and go ahead and say it for me. What is the bar that sounds like Chichaco? The the most famous club in the state. Oh, Chilkoot's. Chilkoot Charlie's. Oh yeah, that made Playboy's magazine and everything. So yeah. So yeah. What, what's, what's their saying? I, I don't remember what we we cheat the other guy and pass the savings on to you or something <laughs> like that. It's been a long time. Ago. It's um it's a pretty big nightclub. It's it's pretty popular. It's yeah. It's back old. in the day, I mean, thirty years ago, this was hit the Playboy magazine as top bars and all this kind of stuff. It's it's all log cabin, essentially. From the outside, it's all like carved from like like it. It's a log cabin. It's a big one, like big. Big, big. Um, it it's a little it's many a little, rooms, yeah, different yeah. rooms. Every room is a different theme, basically. So yeah, so where I grew up in Florida in Panama City, um, Club La Vila, and it had multiple nightclubs under the roof, and you'd have different stuff or whatever. So this is kind of like that. You got like the Russian tea room, and you've got the room where I don't know. Oh, there's a bunch of rooms. Yeah, yeah. there's a bunch yeah, of rooms. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Um, it's, it can get a little claustrophobic and maybe you, you kind of think, man, if a fire started in here, what would you don't I do? think that you don't think that I think that <laughs> no, I'm that kind of person. I'm like, I need to have an escape plan everywhere I go. Um, I'm kind of OCD about that, but it's a huge bar. Um, it's crazy, it, it, but it's, it literally is like, like you have, if you come to Alaska, you have to go to Chilcote Charlie's. Tourist destination. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a tourist thing. You should go in, have a drink, and just be like, "Wow, Alaska." <laughs> um, so so maybe we'll we'll start to wrap this up here. But give me give me your quick list, like like rapid fire, five things that you have to do in Alaska before 
like if you're here on a trip? Oh, if I saw something up here, uh, train trip to Denali, to okay. Denali, train trip for sure. Yep. Drive to uh, drive to Valdez. That's definitely like yeah. That's, I have that's not done thing. that yet. <laughs> it's like it's like a six hour drive. You know, it's like, but it, it's like you stop and it just it's it's unreal the different trains that go through there. You know what I mean? Um, fishing, I go fishing. There's the Kenai or whatever uh, on that. Also have fishing on that. Uh, yeah, our charter charter out of Homer. It's always good. Yeah, um, drive to Seward. Seward's a good. That's yeah. a two hour trip. That's not a bad trip. I mean, you stop more, but technically two hours without stopping. But it's for just a short day trip. That would be it. And probably the uh, I guess a conservatory in in Girdwood. Uh, the Alaska Conservatory has all the moose, bear, everything. This is where you go see the animals. You can't oh, see the it. wildlife wildlife conservatory. Yeah. Is it a conservatory? I get. I don't know if I thought it was called that, but maybe not. Remember, I think conservatory. I think about the oh. thing that you look at the stars. No, because <laughs> it was that's <laughs> observatory. Oh, observatory. Okay, okay. No, I, but it's. I, I, was, I was like, there where you actually see bear, moose. If you don't see anything, you'll see it there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would agree with, with just about everything that lists. I want to go to Valdez. I've never done it. Also, want to go fishing. I've never done it. But um, when I've had people come up and visit, it's it's pretty much very similar like that. Like we take them to um, Whittier. Um, so Whittier is a town that is just outside oh, of Anchorage. Yeah. Train tunnel, it's yeah. past a glacier and it's the longest underground tunnel. Train tunnel. Tra- well, train, train road car, tunnel. Yeah, too. road tunnel. Because you're, you're riding on the railroad tracks, basically. There's not a road. You're riding on the railroad tracks. Though. Right. But you're, you're in a car and I think it's the longest. I, I forget where I heard it in. Um, Mr. Mr. Anal retentive person who's taking notes on all the bad things I've said. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think I, I read somewhere that that is like the longest tunnel in America or North America that you can actually drive a car through or, or something like that. It is interesting. It's it's pretty cool. Um, once you get there, it's not a uh, it's not ex- Whittier's not an ex- exciting place, but everybody in town lives in one building. It's a big old. Yeah. Um, you can YouTube that. It's a yeah. YouTube video. It pops up on the thing we, all time. We've yeah. seen that. Um, it's actually kind of <laughs> yeah. interesting, but yeah, it's an old um, military base type town, and that they live in one big apartment building. It's pretty neat. Um, so that train rides take a train anywhere in Alaska, like either to the park or south or whatever. And there's always good. a flat top. The hike in <clears throat> Anchorage. That's the other thing. Yeah, everybody goes flat top. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you go to Flat Top, or at least drive up there. That's where you take the tourist here, take pictures, because you don't have to hike to get there, but it's a great view from up there, just in the parking lot. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, Alaska is pretty awesome. Um, uh, hopefully, this podcast has, has helped enlighten you a little bit about the myths and some of the questions that you probably have, have asked. Um, if you would like to ask us a question about Alaska, feel free to send us an email. Um, just go ahead and send it to, to me, Thomas at scurlas.com. And if you can't spell scurlas, just look at this podcast. It will say scurlas on it. Um, but yeah, Thomas at scurlas.com. Send me your question. Um, Hopefully I'll be able to answer it and maybe I'll be happy to answer it if it's a good question. Um, and if it's not, I'll, I'll let you know my displeasure <laughs> about having to answer this question. 
But um, overall, um, we just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, the goal is for us to do this at least once a month, maybe maybe more, uh, depending on the winter months where things kind of get a little slow for us. Um, but if you're interested in our products at Skirla's or if you're in Alaska and you've got a restaurant or a retail operation that needs a point of sale, credit card payment processing or support in that that area we're happy to discuss those needs with you and see if one of our solutions is a good fit for us you can visit us online at www.skirlas.com and then uh, like i said if you've got a question send it over to thomas at skirlas.com so for skirlas i'm thomas greenman and you are jesse dyson (laughs) and we'll see you next time